Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I do want to chat though today about um, whether or not it's time to put warning labels on junk food. And Dr. Catherine Conlon from the uh, uh, former Director of Human Health and Nutrition at Safe Food is um, writing today in the examiner that we've introduced health labelling on drink and it's now time to do the same for junk food. And I've been asking you to get in touch because I want to hear your own thoughts on this today. But Dr. Ava Orsmond is with us on the line. Ava, do you think we need health warnings on junk food? I think we need a better food labelling that's clearer because what are we going to warn people about? What are we going to say to them? Uh, do people understand the terms? And who is going to decide what is what we're going to warn them about? This is obviously where the question is. But definitely people don't know about food labeling. They don't understand what they're reading. It's like, for example, the term, you know, sugar-free. You know, sugar-free basically means very little because there's only seven substances which are considered sugar, but there are like 50 others that reacts and acts exactly the same way in the body. So you could have a product that says sugar-free, but in reality it has other substances which do exactly the same. So somebody, for example, who wants to be careful and limit their daily sugar intake now could be actually consuming huge quantities of that purely because they are ignorant and they don't understand the misleading nature of these labels. So we just we have a lack of understanding then do we everyone how it works yeah but, but it's not just we are understanding the food labeling is quite complicated it you is, don't yeah. really need to have a you know you don't have to be a professional to understand that but they are sort of made very much to to the advantage of the producers food producers and there is in my opinion an element of uh, misleading on purpose because for example this whole thing of sugar-free you know this this thing has come up over and over again and uh, obviously we know that for example Irish people eat four times more sugar on a daily basis than what is recommended by World Health Organization. While that is only one aspect of the the unhealthy eating habits that Irish people have, it's obviously something that would be relatively easy to correct but if we for example have a misleading labeling it's very difficult for people to necessarily find it. I see this all the time in my clinic that people bring a whole lot of food products to me and say doctor I'm eating this and look or you know all the how little how little or no sugar there is and then I start looking at the labeling and actually they are full of carbohydrates which have exactly the same effect on blood sugar readings. For example my interest is type 2 diabetes and type 2 diabetes control and helping people to reverse that. If mm. people eat wrong foods and high sugar readings, which basically increase their insulin levels and people who are, for example, type 2 diabetics, type 1 diabetic, the sugars will go up and these people may be thought that they were no sugar where they are high in carbohydrates. So I think it's really, really would be important that we would start the education of nutrition Already at young age, at school, we would make a home economics compulsory. And that way makes okay. people informed to make the choices themselves. I think sometimes also too much warning and too much sort of a um, big brother, you know, attitude, you know, there that you're policing everybody. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily always the right way neither. Can I, I'm interested in your view, and I know we, we've talked in previous um, years around this, but I mean, when, when we mention food labelling on junk food. I suppose, first of all, there's the classification of what is junk food in the first instance. But secondly, 
Is it any different to calorie counting? Because I know I, I'm a huge fan of calorie counting. I love when I go into, you know, if I'm out for lunch or a restaurant and I can see, you know, X amount of calories or Y amount of calories. And then I can make the decision whether to, to um, you know, alter my decision based on that or just totally ignore it if I'm, I'm out for a meal. So I wonder, how would okay. labelling like this actually work? Is that what we're talking about? Obviously, the calorie counting is very good from the purpose of trying to stop the weight gain and know that you're actually consuming the amount of calories you need on a daily basis. But obviously, good nutrition and giving yourself all the vitamins and minerals and macro and micronutrients your body needs, it's more than just calorie counting. And obviously, ultra-processed food basically has been processed, um, you know, very uh, to a high level, which means that typically, for example, fiber has been almost taken off. You know, there is very little vitamins and minerals. They may be just very tasty. They are high in fat. They are high in sugar. And, and they're obviously very, usually very appealing food. Now, saying that, I actually am of the opinion that, you know, there is a place in everybody's diet um, for a little bit of indulgence and a little bit also this type of what we would call processed, ultra-processed food, you know, chocolates mm. and biscuits and things which would be typically not something we should eat in, in, in big quantities. So um, it's, it's, it really is about the balance in the end of the day. We need... We need protein to be able to rebuild those muscles that we are always every day, you know, some part of, you know, of the muscles, you know, die, our cells die, they have to be renewed. We need, we need fat, we need certain amount of good fats in order for all our enzymatic actions in our body. You know, we need carbohydrates, which is the instant energy, and we need all the different vitamins and minerals in the right, right balance. And I think this is obviously what the education is all about. And I think what they're trying to now do in Italy, for example, they're trying to bring a sort of warning that people would understand that certain foods would be something that you should try to limit to only a few times mm-hmm. a week or even less. Now, what is exactly that these foods are? What is exactly the criteria? That's always the question. Who is going to decide that? And if are yeah. actually the food manufacturers going to accept this? Because obviously this is going to reduce their 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 profit margins. Um if uh, I've been asking people to get in touch today, um just listeners, I mean, what's your thoughts on on health labeling and health warnings on junk food and is it something you think would be a good move? Would it actually deter your choices at the counter or in the shops? 0871400106 is the WhatsApp number. Haley is joining us as well, Ava. Haley's um a health consultant. Are you in favor of these type of warnings on junk food, Haley? Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Mm. Um, I'm very much on the fence, really, with this one. Um, I absolutely, absolutely see the benefits of this. Um, And I agree with the doctor there. I think education is really, really key here and really important. And that's what I do with my um, members is help with education. Because myself, um, as an overweight child and teenager, I didn't learn about healthy eating at, at school. Um, in my teens or as a young adult even. So I think I agree with the doctor, it should start in the schools. Um, I think it's important that consumers are informed when foods are high in fat and high in sugar and high in calories because, of course, eating a lot of these would lead to health issues. Um, And I think with some kind of labelling system on the foods and junk food, it gives consumers a chance to make an informed choice, like you mentioned there with the calories that are mentioned on menus nowadays. I think that's a really fantastic move because as a consumer, you can choose to take 
part of that and take knowledge in that, or you can choose to just brush over it. However, I do think we need to be careful with labelling food as good or bad. So for me, if I see green, I think good. And if I see red, I might potentially think bad or an overweight person could could think that. And that could lead to feelings of guilt. I see that from, from my members as, as a slimming consultant. Um, certain people would eat um, maybe a chocolate bar or a bag of crisps and instantly think, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. I've eaten something bad. And therefore... Um, the relationship with food isn't so great. So I think we need to be a bit careful, but absolutely there needs to be something there for consumers to reach out to and, you know, be able to make an informed choice. But Mm. I absolutely agree with the doctor. I think it comes with education. And I have adults join my groups now in in Kalani and Kaloglin and most of the time it's just about educating them and once they're educated in the foods that are high in fats and high in calories and high in sugar they are able to make informed choices when they go shopping so it's it's i think it's really key the education here jackie is with us as well 1800 453 106 if you want to share your thoughts with us on this today jackie do you think there should be health warnings in junk food uh, yes, but I don't, yes, as a start, I don't think, for me, it wouldn't have been as effective. I started as overeating when I was very young, and the thing was, how much damage could I do if I went into the shop at a pound or five euros recently? I wouldn't be going in to get, oh, I'd love that particular bar. I'd be going in looking how much damage is done. And most people that I've spoken to that are overweight or struggle with their weight, they know more about calorie counting than the person in the street to have the willpower to go off it and to go back on to just anything can set you off again to me it's an addiction and it should be treated as such and like calorie count for me what's working for me is after the bariatric surgery is saying this is working and total reflection what's working and what's not if I did near miss reflect what did I do different that I didn't take the first bite today like uh, I do the 12 steps with Overeaters Anonymous, that's brilliant. But I take a little bit of that. I take a little bit from my aftercare team, which was great. The eighty mm. twenty rule, which Dr. Ava touched on, that you can have the the treat every now and again, if you want to call it that. Um, like to me, calorie counting, Dr. O'Shea was on yesterday, and he said, like, calories in wine is different to calories in beer. So to me, it's just breaking down and figuring out what works for you and moving on, thinking about the cause of it, the symptoms, what's making you take the first bite. It's always not about overeating. Sometimes it's escapism. Sometimes the it's just a bad habit food. that you've done. Your relationship with yeah. food, like you see it in the tick flicks, the girl, something goes against her and she's sitting down next thing with a big tub of ice cream with three or four friends around. You know what I mean? It's everywhere like that. And it's how to, how I cope with my life choices. And if the labels are done wrong, like, at 8 or 10, people go in and they look at these calories already. If you're in Slimmer World, you do the point system. You know what's on mm. them. It doesn't stop you. So it has to go back deeper okay. than that. Like, I've done a mind course on that. And it's, uh, to me, it is, I fully agree with the two ladies there. It's starting an education. The labelling is a start. But I don't think it's uh, yeah, d- pure. D- just, d- just actually, sorry, Eva, on, on the labelling and, and what form it might take. I mean, are we talking about, you know, some sort of a, a banner across the front of the packaging or, you know, the sandwich or whatever it is to say there's X okay. calories? Is it yeah, like, can oh. I just say, 
Yeah, can I just say first of all that there is actually hardly no legal consequences for the producers of these foods if the labeling is wrong. First of all, there can be 10% variation from the real world, so that's one thing. But actually, if you found a package of food that has totally wrong food labeling and wrong consistency compared to what's in the packet, you basically would need to take them to court and prove that. And even then, almost the situation is that they could say, sorry, it was a mistake. So first of all, there's very little legally there that actually forces these producers to to actually make this consumer friendly. So that, I think, would need to change, number one. Um, Then, obviously, what you just asked there, how is this packaging going to look like and who is going to decide what is healthy and what is... I think if we just went with something like it's very clear... Per, per 100 gram of product is this many carbohydrates of which is or sugar or similar type of substance than sugar that people don't are, are misled by the word, for example, sugar, as I, I said earlier, mm. that there are so many substances that act like sugar, but they are not actually by legislation called sugar. So you can add them in the product and still call it sugar free. So I think it would need to be clear. And obviously, for example, the portion, when when a labeling says per portion, that can sometimes be very, very misleading because manufacturer decides the portion. So manufacturer could say it's 35 gram serving of some um, very high sugar cereal. In reality, people eat double the portion typically. So for example, the portion is is ridiculously low, so which means that makes the consumer to think that this is uh, if the calories are not that that much in it, where in reality they they will get double the calories. So I think this is where I'm saying the education. And I think while this might sound that this is complicated, actually it just would mean few hours uh, every every so many weeks to teach students about and have an education about this, mm. and and they would learn and understand, and we would have a new generation. We are talking about overweight and obesity epidemic in Ireland, and not just in Ireland around the world, if we think that in Ireland at the moment it's more common to be overweight or obese um, than being normal weight. So clearly this is a huge public health challenge which is costing the government huge amount in, in consequences, financial, medical consequences, and obviously in, in, in psychological and quality of life uh, consequences we, and, and are, are we talking, for the actual individuals. Are we, sorry, sorry, are we talking about like photographs or images similar to cigarette packaging or are we just talking purely about ed, you know inf- educational you know, information like what's your view on that i i don't i think anything that's visual it's it would be very good because that obviously would alert people but the whole thing is as i said i don't have the answer here and then and even if i had it i don't think i would i would get my say and um, to finally get it through the <laughs> to the, the eu commission yeah. But but this is this is obviously the fact that we are talking about that. But I will I highly doubt that anything like that would ever go through because the the food lobby is such a powerful um, industry, um, and of course, especially this type of you know fast foods and 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 this type of um, quick fixes, bars and and crisps and 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 drinks. They are making a lot of revenue for a lot of companies. So they are very um, interested in how the labeling looks like. Like, for example, you will battle to see um, hardly no information on any alcohol, any beers or wines 
how many calories. You know, it's very difficult. And this is what I'm saying. It almost like sounds like there's a sinister thing behind so that let's keep people ignorant and let them just slowly. Because nowadays we could say that an average person puts one to two kilos, which is two to four pounds a year if um, on weight if they don't actively try to maintain the, their, their weight. And obviously this is just coming from the slow increase excess calories on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I still, but I still wanted to say that one thing, the gentleman was talking about the bariatric surgery and, and the calories and all the rest. We need to remember that it's not just the calories, it's the composition of what we eat because our body has a requirement for proteins, carbohydrates and fat and vitamins and minerals. So if you eat, you know, right amount of calories, but you don't eat the right right enough and in the right quantity that the macro and micronutrients on a daily basis, you will get the health okay. consequences. That's and this is all about health. Quite a number of people getting in touch. Stephen, do you know what? I'm just going to take a very a very short break here. Um, as this texter is asking about the food labels, who'll decide what's good and what's bad? Another listener's got in touch to say, um, yes, I think there should be labels on, on junk food and a food warning. I've started using my fitness pal for a month and it's opened my eyes to what I was eating. For instance, rice cakes. They look healthy, but they can often be full of fat depending on the toppings. I've cut these out now for myself and my children. Keep them coming in to me. 87 1400 Six is the WhatsApp number. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.